What's up, everybody, and welcome to your favorite 20 minutes to an hour every week. This is The Styles Files. I am your host, as always, Alan Styles, and thank you for listening. If it's your first time, welcome. If you've been listening, shout out to the day ones. First of all, special shout out to the day ones. Got my numbers in from 2018, obviously. I think I started in May or June of last year. That's when this whole thing kicked off. To have over a thousand downloads, man, um, in a couple months, you know, to some people that might not seem like a lot, to other other people might seem like a ton. For me, it's really cool, you know, especially to go in with no expectations and to, you know, hear people that have told me for so long, oh, you should get into podcasts or some type of situation where you can kind of talk and be yourself. There wasn't a thousand of you, so I know that a couple other people thought the same thing. So thank you again for all of your support and your continued support. Uh, Continue to please tell your friends about the podcast. That's how we keep this thing rolling. Um, And you know, that's pretty much it. Let's get right into the meat of it all. So obviously, you know, the Super Bowl is coming soon. We're going to talk about that. I'm not going to get too much into the controversies of the last couple games because it doesn't really matter. Um, you know, we're just going to move on. Going to get into a, a new show that I've been watching. Uh, you know, I love my trash TV, so I got to tell you guys about that. Talk about the Warriors. I don't think I talked about them last episode, so I want to talk about, and if I did, it wasn't that much. I just kind of want to get into Boogie and how he has been as far as finally getting on the court and joining the team. Got a restaurant that I want to tell everybody about that, you know, I haven't done restaurants in a while, so I feel like this is the first one of 2019. It's long overdue. And, you know, I got to tell you, I always end it with something that just grinds my gears a little bit. And this one is just kind of funny in a way. So I'm really excited to talk to you about that and see if anybody has any feelings the other way. As always, you can hit me up on the Twitter at the underscore styles files. And it's the same dang thing on Instagram. Okay, Super Bowl. It's here. The New England Patriots and the Los Angeles Rams. Did we really think the Patriots were going to lose? I told everyone, you know, obviously I've said that I went to school in Philly and Andy Reid coached there for a long time. I've told everyone that I'm a big Andy Reid guy. You know, he's had some tough times in his past and outside of football, inside of football, he just really hasn't been able to get over the hump. And I wanted this for him really, really bad. But the Patriots are just always one step ahead. You know, they really are. And the ball or the coin just always falls in their favor. People that are upset that the Patriots, you know, won the, not that they won the coin toss, but that the Chiefs don't get a chance to rebuttal because of the NFL rules. Look, the rules have been like that. And this comes up every single time someone gets to overtime. And let's be honest, if it was the other way around and the Chiefs won the coin toss and went right down the field, Nobody would have been complaining. I wouldn't have been complaining. That's why, just to be fair, I'm not going to complain because they didn't win the coin toss and they just couldn't stop the Patriots on defense. It doesn't matter how. You know, my question is, I still just don't understand how you let Julian Edelman and running backs just dice you up. You know what I mean? Like, the fact that 
you haven't had a number one wide receiver for years and it just doesn't matter kind of makes it seem like the whole Antonio Brown thing and dealing with these divas and stuff like that. Why? Why? If you can come up with a good enough scheme and people that can execute that scheme, why deal with it all? You know what I mean? The one year, the last time I remember, you know, when Brady had Randy Moss, I believe that's the year they went undefeated, but didn't win the Super Bowl. So, you know, they really just don't need it. They've never needed it. They always find a way to win. And it's freaking frustrating, man. But I will say, as a sports fan, you have to appreciate greatness. And Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, I've really just given up um, hoping that they lose at this point. You know, because I just always assume, and then if the opposite happens and they actually do lose, then I'm pleasantly surprised. But at the end of the day, you know, I got to say, Everybody that, you know, I'm 28, anybody that's around my age or a little bit older, or a little bit younger, especially the people that are a little bit older that got to see more of Michael Jordan. I mean, the time that we're living in, I feel like is unprecedented. You have, you know, especially for the people like my dad's age, it's like you got to see Michael Jordan. Then you got to see LeBron James. Then you got to see Stephen Curry. Right. And that's just one sport. Then, and I'm going to forget a bunch of people here because there, there's just been so many. You got to see that Yankees dynasty, Derek Jeter, Mariano Rivera. Shout out to Mariano Rivera for being the first uh, person to be inducted into the Hall of Fame unanimously, getting all the votes. And shout out to Mariano because he's from Panama, just like your boy. So we're pretty much related. Um, I'm waiting for him to get on the show. And once that happens, I will um, let everybody know what date we pick. But yeah, I mean, the list goes on and on. Then you get the football. You have, you probably saw Joe Montana, Steve Young, Tom Brady. I mean, the list goes on and on. And, you know, I just don't know if we've ever seen anything like this as far as like people that can be in these, you know, quote unquote, goat arguments. It's crazy, man. And, you know, at this point, I found myself not sober at the end of the game. Just like, look, I give up. You know what I mean? They're just they're just too darn good. They're too darn good. So, I mean, I'm assuming they're going to win the Super Bowl. The Rams, the Saints game, the P.I. call, all that good stuff. Apparently, the Saints, the season ticket holders or a lawyer got hired to try to give them their money back so, and they can replay the game or, or replay after that call, something like that. I, I mentioned it at the gym, actually, this morning. And when I play in the mornings, I think I've told everybody it's kind of an older run. So these guys, you know, they're a little bit more seasoned. They're super nice. You know, it's a great run. And they just kind of think differently. And I said, uh, I told them, I was like, did you hear about this? And the guy just, got, one of the guys at the gym just goes, yeah, I mean, it's just cheap advertisement. You know, like he just gets on this and now everybody will know who he knew, know who he is. And it's just a, a cheap commercial. And I was like, that's pretty darn smart you know so I don't think he expects anything to happen I don't think anybody does it's just principle as a Raider fan it's just like look if you replay this you got to replay the tuck rule game right now call them up I don't care where they are you can round them up and we can make this happen right now you know there's just no way anything's going to change congrats to the Rams man everybody suffers things like this hopefully the Saints will be able to come back from it but this is a tough this is a tough couple years I mean you had the Miracle in Minnesota last year, and then to have this pass interference call that altered the game, it's been a rough go. So 
Hopefully they can come back from it and uh, right the ship next year. So let's go on to the two teams that made it. You know, I talked a little bit about the Patriots and I talked about the Rams. Like I said, after this last game, I would be really surprised if the Rams won. You know, and look, Jared Goff, Cal guy, love Cal. CJ Anderson, I believe, is a Cal guy as well. Very excited, very happy for them. I don't even know if anybody else has won a Super Bowl from Cal besides Aaron Rodgers. So it would be super cool. I just don't see it happening. You know, I just don't see it happening. I just don't know that they have enough weapons. Todd Gurley is not 100%. You know, I don't care what the Rams say. You don't have someone who literally was scoring at will and then as good as C.J. Anderson is playing and then you just stop playing them. You know, something is just not adding up there and they just probably don't want to tip their hand to the Patriots. And if it was minor, whatever is less, if something was lingering, they probably figure we have a couple weeks to get him right. Uh, They need to figure that out because you know the Patriots are going to shut down, you know, C.J. Anderson or whatever um, and make them beat you a different way. And then you look at their wide receivers. Like I said last week, you know, they have good receivers, but no clear cut number one. Cooper Cup is out. I would just be, you know, they have Cooks, they have Woods. These are guys that are like really good number twos, you know, or like as soon as you forget about them because of the stud that you have on the other side, unless you're the Patriots because then you don't need studs. Um, No shade to Julian Edelman is just not. The prototypical number one. You can just key in on them. You know, like Woods is one of those guys, very similar, kind of like Tyreek Hill. There's not a, it's a lot of like catch and go, or they're just going to beat you over the top. And Patriots are just going to shut that down. So I would be really surprised if the Rams won. But hey, I'll be rooting for them. But I will say this, you know, and I know the Rams have a much bigger following than the Chargers, but you got to think. It'll be very interesting how this Super Bowl does. Now, I know it's the Super Bowl, and I know it's Tom Brady, and I know people hate greatness, but people also love greatness. But you got to think that Patriots-Rams, I mean, how intriguing is it to the casual sports fan, right? Like, you might still go to a Super Bowl party, but how many people are, like, going to be glued to the TV? And I'm very anxious to see how those TV numbers do. You have the Los Angeles Rams— who moved from St. Louis a couple years back, have a pretty solid following, but again, even when they at home, they the, their home advan- home field advantage wasn't outstanding. They don't have their own field yet, you know, and then you have the Patriots who people are just kind of tired of, you know. Um, it'll be interesting. And that goes to show, like, we were talking, me, my buddy, we, when we were watching the game and it was like literally like ever since we started caring about football you know neither of us were guys that kind of watched football in from diapers right it was more like 10 11 years old and on it's been Tom Brady like in the mix every single year we know nothing else we really know nothing else besides a couple random years here and there we really know nothing else it's wild it is completely crazy And that's why we're tired of it. You know, that's why we don't really want to see it anymore. So I feel like there's a bunch of people that feel like that. Then there's a bunch of people that, like I said, are like, look, we're getting opportunity to see Tom Brady win another one. Um, So it'll be interesting. I think there's going to probably be a lot of people that, sure, you want to go and hang out for Super Bowl, but 
They don't have a horse in a race. And I don't think the Rams have that. Sure, Sean McVay is like young and good looking and, you know, wow, they're like the hot new team. But it's a lot different to, you know, some of the other teams that have played the Patriots in the past, right? Like the New York Giants, like people love the New York Giants, you know, and like Eli, like some of these household names, you know, and then when they played the Eagles last year, the Eagles had never won a Super Bowl. They had the underdog thing going, you know, they had, you know, Carson Wentz got hurt. They thought they were, they thought they were done. Um, I, I would imagine the numbers will probably be similar to when the Patriots played the Falcons, you know, because I, I feel like the Falcons are like that as well. People, you know, I've heard Matty Ice talk like once, you know what I mean? Uh, he, I don't think he's a household name at all. Julio Jones, people respect him because he doesn't have one of those personalities that's like a Odell or Antonio Brown. Nothing, Not that there's anything wrong with those out more outgoing personalities, but he's more chill. Uh, but that's also why, you know, unless you're in the know, people don't really know who he is. So I think that that's kind of similar to this year. You don't have any of those characters on the Rams that – you know, the casual fan can identify with. Also, shout out to Julio Jones. I know I've been talking about the national championship for weeks now, but I forgot that when I was just walking around, he walked by me with his entourage. So got to see him in person. It was pretty dope. Not going to lie and say I met him or anything. He literally just walked by me, but it was still pretty cool. So we'll see, man. And what do we have to hold us over? The Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl. I don't know why they don't just make the Pro Bowl flag just make it flag football, you know, because like I feel a lot of times people say that not that a lot of injuries come from the Pro Bowls because they are barely tackling already. But I feel a lot of athletes say, oh, I tend to get hurt when I'm not going 100 percent. You know what I mean? Because a lot of these athletes just have red lights and green lights. They don't have yellow lights. You know what I mean? Especially in a game like football. So I think they should just make it flag. I think it would be more intriguing. I think, you know, you just make it like damn near seven on seven. Or you know what they should do? When I, they should still make it flag. But when I was at the junior college, we had Kenyatta College, shout out to the College on the Hill, beautiful campus. When we had something, it was called the Colt World Series because we were the Kenyatta Colt. At the end of the year, like right before uh, we went into the new year. We had something called the Colt World Series, and it was essentially a World Series. I believe it was three-game series, maybe five games. But the thing was, we got separated into te two teams, right, out of our full baseball team. But the thing was, nobody could play their actual position. So if you were an outfielder, you had to play infield, or you had to, you know, you could pitch. If you were an infielder, you had to play outfield, or I don't know, catcher, or whatever. And it was really cool, or even if you were solely a first baseman, you could go to shortstop. And so, you know, me being outfielder, I got to go to second base. And the one ball I got, I booted. Sidebar. But um, I think that would be really cool, for, and it, would, it might intrigue fans a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, seeing these big linemen play wide receiver and cornerback, you know, or seeing random guys quarterback. Like, I think that might actually be more intriguing than watching them play like a fake football game. Not saying anybody would still care, but it could be fun and interesting and a little different. So, because I'm not watching that, and I don't know anybody that is watching it. I, I mean, I would go for the festivities because I believe it used to be in Hawaii. Now it's in Orlando. I would love to go for the festivities and, you know, you know, maybe run into some athletes or whatever. 
but nobody is paying for that and nobody is actually there for the game you know so yeah that's not holding anybody over but yeah we'll talk about the Super Bowl more in the coming weeks obviously as we lead up to it as things kind of you know play itself out Patriots are probably still going to claim this underdog thing it's like just stop it just stop man but um yeah so we'll see what happens there Okay, going to switch gears here uh, and move from sports to the entertainment world. Got to give a shout out to this new show I've been watching. You know, it's it's very interesting. And look, I tell people all the time, you should be allowed to, to watch one or two bad shows, right? And not have people judge you. You can do whatever you want and nobody should judge you. But, you know, if you have too many bad shows, you might get looked at sideways. I'm that person, right? Like, I love not great TV. And this is one of those hybrids, right? I feel like if you like Bachelor in Paradise or you like The Bachelor or The Bachelorette, this is like The Bachelor in Paradise light with like a slight twist. So you may have seen, if you watch anything on USA, if you watch Law & Order, SVU, like I do every weekend, every other commercial has been about this Temptation Island. And the show finally started two weeks ago. And it's wild, man. It's starting to get a little spicy. And basically, here's the premise. Four couples go to a very beautiful island. And all their... All of their relationships are at a breaking point. They can eat their, you know, some of them aren't sure if they want to get married. They're all kind of like late 20s, early 30s. You know, some of them just have some uh, things that they don't know that they can get past about the person that they're with, but they're all still together. So it's kind of like this is the last straw. So they go to this island and the four guys and four women are separated. And who else is living in their separate villas with them? Uh, I believe it's like 12 guys for the women and 12 women for the guys. So they're living with a bunch of people of the opposite sex in the house. And they can't see their significant others for 20 days. So you can imagine it's pretty wild. And the thing about it is like more ripples get put in like throughout the show Like they came together for a big meeting, but they still can't, you know, hang out and they have to watch their significant other pick who they want to go on a date with. And I'm like, uh, you know, I would freak out. Like I could not do it at all. I'd be like, bro, you ain't taking nobody. You know what I mean? Um, So there's like stuff like that. And then also they after they go on the dates, they go on the dates just thinking like, okay, it's chill. They get back, and then the dude who looks just like the host from The Bachelor, I mean, they look like brothers, you know what I mean? It's like literally like, hey, we need to find someone who looks just like that guy, and I apologize, I don't can't remember his name, um, and they found him. So basically, he calls them separately, and when they get there, they're like, hey, do you want to, uh, well, it's not an option, it's like, hey, we have video of your significant other on a date. Do you want to watch it by yourself, or do you want to watch it? you know, with the rest of the group, like for the support. So they are watching like, it's in a quick clip of the dates. So you can just let your imaginations run, right? Like, it's like, there's like, there's like a clip and they're just like, yeah, you know, it's crazy. I'd love to have kids. Yeah. mm -hmm. Wow. Everything is so wild right now. Cheers. And then it cuts. I'm like, bro, I would be sprinting 
to the villa like, yo, you you this is over. Temptation over. You know? But it's an actually very interesting show. Which is funny for me because as much as I like trash TV, I couldn't really do the marriage at first sight. Just didn't seem realistic enough for me. And I know people do enjoy it and watch it. If if it's good, you know, you can let me know. But I, I may have seen like half an episode of that and it's just like, I just can't do it, man. I just cannot do it. But Temptation Island on USA, if you like awkward, somewhat trashy television, this one is for you. Let's talk about it because I will continue to give updates. So really, you don't need to watch because I'm probably going to give a bunch of spoilers. Not that every like if that if if out of all the people in the world, the couple people that are watching Temptation Island are then listening to this show and then they're like, dang it, I haven't seen episode four yet. You know, that's I'm, I'm sorry. That's just that's just ironic and bad timing. But I will give the spoiler alert shout outs to let you know and you can skip over whatever you want to do. Okay, you know what time it is. We back to sports. It's Warrior Talk time. Warriors. So now everybody's upset again. And, and, and here's the thing. As we talk about the Warriors and the dominance that they've had, three titles over the past four years, think about it. That's not even half of what we've had to deal with with the Patriots. And people are already tired. You should still be more tired of LeBron than the Warriors. You know what I mean? Because he was in the finals every dang year. We're not even there yet. So I get the hate, but look, everyone knows Warriors aren't going to be able to keep this five. You know, this is this may very well be the last year of this five, you know, and maybe even the four because, you know, I think KD is going to leave. Not that I want him to. Got a KD jersey. Thanks, Dad. It's a little big, but I still rock it. So now they have Boogie. And I think what is really cool about having Boogie, uh, among all the things, you know, he's all NBA player. It also, they know that their tempers are all fiery. So they're holding themselves accountable. You know, Draymond is cooling Boogie off. Like, what what kind of world is this? And I think having Boogie at a state where he knows he's really just playing for that next contract. So it's a try, the, the world is watching him. The NBA world is basically watching him try out. He's keeping a, he's keeping that in mind as well but the floor spacing is great everybody is like boogie like looks back look he can run in a straight line but laterally he's still not there yet I mean as far as what I've seen still still a great player offensive like he's obviously he's gonna come back all the way offensively it looks like there's things that he wants to do but he doesn't have that power that drive yet so it's not it's not fully connecting yet obviously He's going to get there, but the people that are saying maybe they're just imagining this, what it's going to look like, but he's clearly not there yet. And especially, I mean, he's not even trying on defense, so I'm interested to see when he will start doing that. Um, yeah, so they have a really tough week ahead, or they've had a decent, decently tough week. I mean, it's a road trip, but now it gets a little tougher. And they have the Celtics on Saturday, and you know who I'm most excited to see against the Celtics this Saturday. As much as I'm very excited to see Boogie continue to progress, I want to see Steph, man. Like, I feel like there's an idea out there, people like my father and people that like a certain type of game. A lot of people still think 
Kyrie is better than Steph. I don't think these people know basketball very well, but a lot of people do think that. You know, they like his swag. They like how he goes about, you know, the game and all those types of things. And Steph also has not played great against Kyrie. He can't guard Kyrie, but I feel like Kyrie can't really guard him either. But because Steph is more based on shots, if he's missing... He's missing. Steph is never missing, really, because of who's defending him. It's either he's off or he's on. And I feel like this is would be a big step for Steph. I know there's been a little bit of rumbling of MVP talk with Steph. I know he probably won't win it just because of the team he's on and how crazy James Harden and Giannis Antetokounmpo are going. But I really want to see Steph go off this game. I'm going to pick him in FanDuel, and I'm going to be like, Steph, you're all in. Duran is steady, Eddie. You're still trying to work in Boogie, I know. But, Steph, I want to see you go off against Kyrie. Now, I know, like I said, they probably won't be guarding each other, but that's what we need to see. That's what the people want to see. And it's in Boston, you know. Steph tends to play a little bit better at home. You know, I had a – I believe I said it on this – podcast last year that KD is the away guy and Steph is the home guy because everybody loves home. Forget all that. I want you to go off, Steph, please, for me. But really happy with what I'm seeing from the Warriors. There's really not too much to say. Looks like they've worked out all their issues. Oh, there was this random confrontation issue with Jordan Bell and Steve Kerr on the sideline. I don't know what that is. Jordan Bell, you need to chill, bruh. Are you going to find yourself Patrick McCaw 2.0 you know what I mean you need to chill I don't know what it was about you just need to know your role like remember uh, anybody who used to watch that dance show on MTV back in the day like with the dance crew like best dance crew or whatever with uh, it was like a team that came at the Jabberwockies they were from the Bay and they were lit too and they had shirts that just said know your rank or something like that like somebody needs I'm about to buy that shirt Uh, on Amazon and send it to Jordan Bell because he needs to chill. You know, KD and Draymond were chilling him out. And it's like, I know he's a nice guy. Everyone loves him. He had no shirt on with the Hennessy, all that good stuff. But look, man, you you can get up out of here. You know what I mean? There's there's too much at stake here for them to be tripping off of uh, like the 13th man on the bench. So just chill. I know it's not a big issue, whatever the case is, but you need to you need to relax with all that, man. Okay. So I want to talk about a restaurant that I am very high on, you know, and I want to let everybody know just why. So basically this place is called Rudy's Can't Fail Cafe. So one thing that's kind of sad about it is that it started in Emeryville. The main one is in Emeryville and they did extend one to Oakland. So it was a, a little bit shorter trip for me to get there. Uh, didn't end up working out. They had to close not too long ago, but they still have the main one in Emeryville. And this place is amazing. Uh, it's it's a big brunch place, although they have every type of food as far as, you know, it's American, but as far as lunch, dinner, all those types of things. And their food is outstanding. Um, a little pricey for a breakfast place, but it is in Emeryville. But they really do give you bang for your buck. You know what I mean? And that's what I've always said on these uh, you know, on these reviews. I don't mind paying a lot if it makes sense. And Rudy's Can't Fail Cafe definitely makes sense. Great atmosphere. There's a little outdoor seating if the weather's good. And the food is just banging, man. I, we actually used to go there, you know, very often when it was in Oakland. I believe it was almost a year ago, 
uh, in February, the first time we went, and we just happened to go because it was at the time right next to the Fox, which is another reason why I'm super confused as to how it failed. Because at the night and nighttime, you know, they have dinner. It, you know, it's a cafe. You know what I mean? Kind of like almost like a diner, but it has a full bar. They had shot co- beer, shot combos, things like that, and that's and basically we were just pre gaming for to see a show at the Fox. So definitely got to check it out if you haven't. On a scale of one to ten, I'm probably gonna give it a nine, man. You know, I usually get the same thing there. Uh, you know, it's a really big like hash with eggs on it, and I'm not even a big egg guy really but the way they do it is everything is kind of folded together it's beautiful it is beautiful so you got to check out rudy's can't fail cafe if you haven't been there tell them alan sent you they might not know who i am just said hey i heard about it on the south files so the next time i go they might say hey are you the guy from the south files and i'll be like yeah i actually am and i gave you guys a shout out so i get a free shot or something that would be outstanding okay so rudy's can't fail cafe in emeryville check it out and if you want to go DM me. Hey, I'll go. You're paying. Let's do it. Okay. Last thing, man. It's time to find out what grinds my gears today. You know, I had a segment that we did a couple times and I'm ready to bring back. It was things that need to stop. Right now. Right now. And this is mine for today. Look, when I get off BART, I walk past a hotel that I believe is... Basically, the main hotel for when teams play the Warriors, right? See team buses in front of there, all that good stuff. But when I walk by, I always see something. And it's something that I don't really understand. And it is kind of sad, even as a sports fan. and just kind of confusing, right? You want to know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about these grown men waiting for autographs. Grown men. Grown men. And look, when I say grown men, I'm not saying like they're with their kid, right? Like they pretend like like their kid wanted to go and they're like, oh, I got to take little Jimmy. He wants, uh, you know, Giannis's autograph. You know, these are grown men by themselves on weekdays, on weekdays. Like it's nine o'clock. I'm walking to work. You're standing in front of the hotel waiting for these guys to come out. You got to stop that, man. Like, do people still do that? Like, I get it. I guess I get it. If you're flipping these autographs, you're selling them online. But you here for the Grizzlies, bruh. I don't think, like, Mark Gasol's autograph is going to go for that much. You know? Like, what are we doing here? Like, I don't care. You got to ask your friend, like, hey, can I borrow uh, little Brian so he can wait with me so I don't look like, you know, a loser? It's 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 too much, man. And I love sports, but I would never do that. Now, like I said, I'll take pictures with people if I happen to walk by, right? You know, I do that all the time. Celebrities, um, you know, musicians. If I hap- if we run into each other, but you are taking time out of your day on a weekday. So I don't know. Do you not have a job, or worse, are you calling in sick to get? Somebody on the Chicago Bulls' autograph, a lottery team? This got to stop, man. It's got to stop. Like, imagine, like, you're, you you got a significant other. You're like, oh, I got to go this morning, babe. Got to wait in front of a hotel for these 18 to 20-year-olds trying to get one of their autographs. It's weird. It, in any other context besides sports, it's weird. It's even weird 
for like musicians, right? Like I feel weird if I'm a couple years older than somebody that I like and I would never do, that's like me doing like a meet and greet. If you run into somebody, that's different, but I ain't signed up for no meet and greet. I mean, come on. You know, these are the same guys that when you think about it, when you put it all into perspective, sure, these kids are born with extraordinary gifts, right? The ones that are in the NBA, NFL, all this stuff. And they are young, you know? Like I said, 18, 22 years old, 18 to 25 years old. And then you got, obviously, the guys in their older older 20s. But either way, you are a whole 40 years old. And you're sitting out here like a kid on Christmas Day trying to get something signed? What is that? Well, you got baseball cards too? Do they even is tops does top still exist? Like who's doing that anymore? It's too much. It is far too much. You have to look yourself in the mirror and think I am a grown ass man. I don't need to be sitting around waiting for some dude's autograph. It's weird. It's weird. Now, I've heard conversations on other shows about even wearing jerseys is weird, right? Like you're wearing another man's name on the back of your, you know, on your back, right? I think that's a little much, right? I think it's, I, I guess I could understand why people are like, that's kind of weird. But it is sports and you can be a fan. That's fine. But you're out here on a Tuesday at 9 a.m. waiting for some dude's autograph. Like, what went wrong in your life? And so, I'm pretty sure it's the same guy. I see a lot of the same guys. It's not like, oh, like, grew up in Memphis, big Grizzly fan. They just come to everyone. So I'm like, are you just trying to get as many autographs as you can? I hope you actually get one. Like, imagine, and, and then you know they're probably not getting the main stars because they probably come out last or whatever the case may be. It's ridiculous. You know, it's ridiculous. It's like when I went to the Barracuda game, Fonseca, the producer, he asked me, do you want to ride the Zamboni? I'm like, I mean, I'll ride the Zamboni if no kids want to ride the Zamboni. You know what I mean? Like nobody like wants to be that person taking stuff from kids. And I guess, hey, they're not because there's no kids there because it's a weekday and those kids are in school. So they're actually doing something with their life. But you got to look in the mirror, man. What are you doing? Like, these are the types of guys that when a baseball player throws a ball in the air, they'll steal it from a kid. That's what, that's the type of guys that they strike me as. Like, you got to get it together, man. Like, I would just never do that. I would never do that. Oh, what you got? what you got to do today? Oh, you know, I'm going to swing by the hotel, see if I can get some young dude's autograph. Like, think about that context. But the thing is, they would probably make fun of the same person that if you wanted, if you were a guy and said, oh yeah, I'm like trying to get Justin Bieber's autograph. They'd be like, whoa, what are you doing, man? It's the same thing. It's the same thing. And honestly, that might be more respectable because you're trying to get some dude who's a two-way player going back from the NBA to the G League. At least Bieber is lit. So you, this needs to stop now. Look at yourself in the mirror. Say, I'm a man. I'm 40. I got kids. Or you know what? Just make your kids go. Just make your kids go, you know? But you can't be out there. They're just talking. Oh, I got to grab a coffee. Then I'm going to come back to the hotel. They're just having a grand time. Like, for people that think, man, am I not doing enough in my life or whatever, just think about that. I hope that helps give you a better day. 
Like, just think about that because it is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Okay. Had to get that off my chest. If I lost a couple followers or listeners because of that, you know what? That's fine. You can go, you can unsubscribe. And you know what? I hope it does make you think twice about chilling in front of a hotel on a weekday at 9 a.m. trying to get some 18-year-old's autograph. You know, look, I might be a little harsh about it. I just think it's kind of weird, man. I just think it's kind of weird. I'll give you this. I'll give you this. If it's the slight chance that, you know, it's a James Harden or maybe Giannis, like someone where like this person could go down as one of the greats, I might give you a pass, but probably not. Okay, that's all the time we got for y'all today. Thank you for listening. As always, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the underscore styles files styles with an I. Thank you for rocking with me as always. Had a lot of fun talking about everything going on. And until next time, you know what it is. Be safe, be well, be wise. Peace. <laughs>